Thank you for tuning in to episode 150, a collage of all our episodes leading up to this special achievement. Again, Barber College Success, brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, JC, and Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol. And again, this is episode 150 coming at you. Let's go. How do you choose a barber college slash cosmetology school? I think it's very important because you're choosing a career that's going to be life-lasting and something that's going to take you to the next level. So you have to be very careful in how to choose a barber school, barber school slash cosmetology school. So let's get it. Um, one of the key things I, I, I think for most students potentially looking for a barber school is you need to ask the experts. Get referrals. Talk to people around the community. Get to know um, the school real well. Drop by. What I mean by ask the experts, find out, do the instructors have experience in the field or subject of the matter, what they're teaching? Um, I myself, I've had a barber school for three years, and before that, I opened a, had a successful barber shop in downtown Johnson City since 2004. So that's about 20 years of experience. And what I try to do myself is give the student as much experience as possible. Let them understand a lot of the things that I went through, the mistakes I made, the mistakes I made five, six, seven, eight years into my career. I try to let the students avoid it about three or four months in, just to give them an edge. Um, so I'm going to let Julia ask me some questions, and we're going to go for there. How do you choose a Barbie college? And specifically, a Barbie college is going to make you be the best you can be. We've had many different people from all walks of life come to us wanting a career change or wanting to get into a trade that they were never able to pursue before. Um, Crown Cuts Academy is somewhat new to the area, just opening a few years ago. So we haven't had a barber college in the area to choose from. I think the nearest one being in Knoxville. So um, we've had many people come to us and ask, you know, can I still work while I'm going to going to school here and are the hours flexible do you offer evening classes um and what how many hours are required to obtain a certificate um great question it's really important because um flexibility is one thing for the working adult um first off i'll have to say that it requires 1500 hours to get your barber's license and that typically is about nine to 12 months if you're dedicated and go hardcore no excuses. You can get it done in about nine months. Um, <clears throat> another great idea for parents out there, if you want to encourage your students, your your kids in high school, there is an opportunity to get your 1,500 hours if you start your freshman year in high school. Um, I encourage you adults to um, talk to your kids, let them know they can, get a, they can get a good career start off in high school where they won't have to come to someone like myself and pay for the education. But anyway, if that's not the case, when you get out, I'm here for you. Um, again, it's 1,500 hours. Um, flexibility is the key. Um, we do offer night classes. We do offer daytime classes. And on occasion, we fit a schedule for the working adult. In addition to offering night classes and flexibility, what are some other ways that you help your students to succeed? Um, well, first thing I, I tell my students when they come in, I can guarantee you I'll teach you how to cut hair. I can guarantee that. That's something I can close my eyes and talk about. I can walk you through a haircut on the, on the phone. 
So just that confidence, you want to be able to have some confidence in your instructors, some confidence in the people who you're working with. I think that's very important. And when you get to that point, you go visit a school, look around, see what's happening, see the operation, talk to the students, get referrals, make sure that you're seeing, you're checking out the school's social media, the school's Facebook, Instagram, because those things are important to see what kind of results the school is putting out. We talked earlier about asking the professionals and um, getting your take and whatnot on what to expect from your barber college. Um, what kind of accreditation does Crown Cuts Academy have and the instructors? Um, all instructors have to have a um, instructor license certified through the state of Tennessee where we have to take continuing education every two years. If you don't take those classes every two years, you you lose your license. So that's important. Knowing <clears throat> that you have someone there who has expertise in the subject matter who want to get you from point A to point B as quick as possible. Casual listener out there, what would you say to them about changing a career or coming into this industry? This industry in particular? Yeah, just, just changing a career for something that they love. On the outside looking in, how do you feel about it? How do you, what do you think about it? Well, you, I, 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 I'm, I believe you have to have faith and confidence in yourself and, 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 and whatever you do, you know, and um, not be afraid. You know, you have to sometimes walk on faith. And I think it says, um, you know, the longest journey begins with that first step, having the courage to make that first step mm-hmm. and whatever that be, uh, part time job or do whatever else, you know, having that kind of courage, you know, like you going to Nashville. So and, and realize it's not going to be easy. You know, you got to work at it. I, I had something I would share with you, but um, yeah, sure. if uh, it, it's a poem, yeah, all right. I say this. Um, that means it's gonna be a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a minute, but hopefully you'll appreciate it. I share it with my family and other folks, and I've shared it with people for years. And um, it's a poem my my mother shared with me many years ago, and uh, I. Um, I always kept people at a distance. I was not a people person and uh, even family. You know. Uh, anyway, it, the poem goes like this. Don't hurry through life with a frown on your face with never a moment to spare. For the word and the smile is always worthwhile in a world full of trouble and care. There are others with burdens as heavy as yours, hearts weary with aching and pain. Then along in you hear a word of good cheer. Will you let them be pleading in vain? Don't feel that misfortune has singled you out and made you her own special prey. For you may be sure there is no home so secure, but that trouble may enter some way. But if you have sunshine and love in your home, if plenty and pleasure abound, don't hoard up your store. You'll enjoy it more if you scatter it freely around. For the light of your smile can be seen from afar and heaven records its full worth. Though you whisper your word, Yet its echo is heard to the uttermost ends of the earth. And on that poem was written, Love Mother. My mother passed it on to me because I was a young black man, child in America. I always thought it was grown. I kept people at a distance. That was her way. And since yesterday was what they called Mother's Day, I I feel good to share this with you. Uh, That was my mother's way of saying to me. She didn't write the poem, but she passed it on to me. If you want something in life, you got to be willing to go out there and work 
to get it and work hard to get it and work honestly to get it. And if you don't have a dime or a penny in your pocket, that don't make you poor. And if all you have to give someone is a smile on your face, who is to say that that smile might not mean more to them that day than all the silver and gold in the world? And I thank you for the opportunity to share that. Beautiful. Wow. I loved that. That's why I'm so articulate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so articulate. <laughs> that was amazing. And, and I tell words. people again, right, you don't realize you, we've been here for like an hour. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't realize we've been here for an hour. It seems like we've been here for like about 10, 15 minutes, but when it flows and everything is good, yeah, I think Bob Marley had a, a song. He said um, um, something about when it hits you, you feel no pain. Something. Can't remember. I'm supposed to be a biggest Bob Molly fan. I don't even know the quote. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's all I hear. <laughs> you just have to tag it in when you go to share. Yeah, but Bob, yeah. Bob, that, that quote remind me of Bob, something that Bob would say. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, 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 a student who's listening to this podcast, they have to realize you're not going to be an expert. Month one. No. <laughs> no, no, you're not going to be an expert month one, but month three, month four, you're going to start seeing drastic increases in your haircutting skill as a barber. And, and we'll talk about that going on the timeline right. month to month. All right. But it's important because some people think they can just shortcut the process and just jump way ahead without the experience, without the, the shop experience, without the work experience, without the haircutting the reps those things you you just have to let it come that's trying in a, in a sense to to force a fruit is going to ripe when it needs to ripe you can't force ripe a fruit right and that's how i equate barbering you can't force ripe the skills that you need to that you need to get to be the barber that you're going to be right 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 and then there's another step there's another curve your first year oh yeah yeah I'm not there yet, but yeah, I will be soon, and and I look back on that too, man. And, and and that's the time when you have to think about, man, this is year one out of school, just graduate, and this is year one in the shop, and it's going to be a difference. The experience that you that you will acquire is totally different from the first day. I I agree with that. So, what can you say to a student who is in school who's thinking about they're not learning? Thinking they're not learning, or, or, like, or, or voicing to themselves or someone else that they're not learning, or have that feeling. Oh, I'm not getting. I'm not where I need to be. I'm not learning. Oh, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're going to have that feeling. You are going to feel like you aren't picking up anything. But when it boils down to it, you are picking it up, and you won't see it until you start actually using the stuff. Because you won't think you know this, and then it'll just happen like a muscle memory deal. Right. 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 So you. So you're learning. The basics, and the basics are key to anything and everything in this world. Right. So if you learn the basics, and then the rest is up to you to be able to hone that skill to make it to where you want it to be. So what would you recommend to a student in your experience will put all that together? What what, what are some, someone starting school a month before they start school? How What would you say to them to be? to get them to the point where they need to be as successful as they can be coming out of school? Just in one sentence or? And, and just wh however it feels, uh -huh. whatever it comes out, because it, it, it's going to take a little bit more than one right. sentence. Well, 
basically just oh before you go in just know it's going to be a like it's going to be a long tedious process in the beginning but after that you just got to trust the whole process you just got to stay go with the flow with it from from time to time because you will think you're in one spot and when 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 in reality you're in another spot and you will see yourself like oh i didn't think i i could do this and that's because you learned it prior when you thought you weren't learning anything you know and the key is, I think most students, from my experience, make the mistake in, in thinking that they can miss days in the in the beginning of school. Oh no! <laughs> what did you say, Chris? I said, Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Why? Because, Talk about that. All right. Well, you know, if you miss days, then there's you miss that day. So you miss all the learning that that was from that day, and it's going to be up to you to. Recover what they learned. You have to get notes from somebody else, cause you, and that won't even be good enough because you missed the whole lecture, the uh, the whole process of learning it. Like like, and then those days a- add up. They add up, and that's longer. You you have to be in school. I I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's really critical to really earn the crown, as we call it, to be top of your class, to be ahead of the curve. The first 30 days is vital. Yes, sir. The first 60 days is major. Yeah. The first two months of school is going to put you in a position to see how you're going to replicate your work experience. Yeah. How you're going to carry out how you handle the shop experience. I agree with that. Uh, it, it, uh, the first three months of barber school, it's it's going to be a, de- a determining factor in your own. It's going to determine where you, you want yourself to be in the barbering career. It It's nobody else's choice but you. Like, So are you going to put in that work or, or, or are you just going to be a, like the average barber, you know? Best, what is best for you? The best for me? What do you think best is? What is you being your best? What does that look like? Yeah. When you think about yourself at the pinnacle, at the peak, your prime, you... Yeah, yeah, LeBron and Wade don't want to beat me. Man, I don't know. I was just like, what's the end game? I don't know. I was just, I don't really try to think of it that way. I was just think as I'm gonna give out the best I can every, every day. Haircut. Make it first, like your last. Every haircut, yeah. Mm, boom. And eventually, I'm gonna get to that part where I'm just gonna be popping them out, like, like fire cuts. 24-7. Without even trying. Well, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's what I'm I mean, saying. you've grown a lot, though. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I've seen your hair because you've grown a lot. But the point is of today is for people out there, students um, who are in the field, cosmetologists, nail techs, esthetician, maybe yoga, going to yoga school. Um, what do you do to overcome that time when you don't want to go to school? You're sitting at home. You're like thinking like, man, I'm not going today. Oh, you're thinking like when you get there, I don't want to take a cut today. For me, man, it's like if one thing that that I that for me, I feel like there's a moment in time where one day you wake up and you pick a pair of clippers up and it just makes sense. Like, and it takes some time. It took some time for me to get there, but one day I just, it's like overnight. I woke up and I was like, whatever walks in a day, I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna ki- I'm yeah, kill it. I'm you feel that now? Yeah, I feel that. I can tell you feel that, and I can see it, and that's what I try to get the students to. Like they just wake up one day, and they ain't looking for me. They're gonna do what they're gonna do, and they're gonna figure it out, and it just makes sense. And and when you miss days of school or whatever it is, you're pushing your day back, 
and it might not be tomorrow. It might not be 20, 30 days or a month or three months. It's going to happen eventually. One day you're going to wake up and it's just going to make sense. And the days you miss is longer for you to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Miss Selena? Um, for me, I think a lot of it is self-motivation mm-hmm. and how I really am able to get up every day if there's you know, just some sort of hesitation, just making sure that I get in the practice or find best practices to make sure I can go to school every day or go to work every day or being able to be at my best for my team or just in yoga practices, just being able to be present in the moment and understanding and figuring out what is my day going to look like. It's important that you said team because when you in a group of people, when you in a setting as a team, you are you have a responsibility to the other person, mm-hmm. and that's how I think you should look at it when you're in school. You have a responsibility to your other fellow um, students or barbers who are participating with you because sometimes, not sometimes, but people look forward to seeing you. Right. Um, Is that what keeps you going? What wakes Craig Charles up every I day? I mean, my, it's my passion. And if it's if it's something that's your passion, it's it's See, simple. It's not. It's not, it's yeah, not you even don't, stressful. Don't think about it. It's not like yeah. yeah. So when I tell people I never had a bad day since two thousand four, I've never had a bad day. I mean, I love what I do. So when I love what I do, it makes it simple for me. So you have to make it something that you want to work at. You want yeah. to grind with that it. you're passionate about. Yeah. So um, one of the questions I, I ask people is, "What is your why? Uh-huh. What is your why for signing up for this?" school what is your wife for chasing this career um i think for me it's just being able to help people realizing that we have everyday stresses right. every day there are it's everyday life that we come into and being able to really help someone and change and make that impact and a difference in their life is why i do what i do yep. is it do you see it instantly like when that person just like like when they 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 finally get in a rhythm and and they, you could tell that they're doing it because they want to do it and love to do it and not just because I don't know what, what is there is there a time where you could just tell I think for in some situations yes it can happen right away but it does take time mm-hmm. and for me it's an everyday thing and this is and that that'll go with my sales team or that'll go with yoga or any practices it just takes time to develop and so as I start to see the results, then that's what I pay attention to and try and focus and reinforce those be- same behaviors. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What, is, what, is, what do you think about that, Jordan? About, uh, what was the question? What is your why? What motivates you to get up and grind every day? Uh, I mean, I was like, I always wanted, if I always had the mindset of that, I want to be different from everybody else. I want to be set apart from everyone else as far as like because I've always just went through my whole life thinking that I just want to be I want to be good at everything but obviously you can't be good at everything but that's just that's just how I go about it I just want to be I want to be remembered for something as that dude as being hardworking and you know always giving his all on everything he does so take it back before you even came to barber school when you was making that decision to come to school what was your why? To make that make to make that decision for that career. At my point, I was just I was just working. I didn't, and I was unhappy. I was always down. I was like, man, I was like, I know this isn't what life 
is supposed to be like <laughs> as far as like you know i'm talking about like going to work and regretting it before i got to barber school that's what it was like i always hated it so you found your purpose yeah. in barber school and once you find that purpose in life mm-hmm. it gives it's such a good feeling because then you can you know what you want you're looking straight ahead because you know exactly what you want to be at so and it feels great that i, I found what i wanted to do because i've always been into art and stuff like that and now that i can actually show off what i can do with my art it feels right it feels and, and that is you are an artist and it's almost like an innocent smile you have on your face that you can't even explain when you're in that zone like man i'm in the school i'm going to and i want it i love what i do it's like in the movie soul like we talked about before we we got online like when they start when he started hitting them notes on the piano like uh-huh. it's just it's it's like he hit another he went in another world almost like he it was almost like he was between here and heaven at that point is where he was so. barbers are so influential the clothing that we we wear how and how that affects you, how it motivates you, how it grooms you, how it affects your income. If you if you come in looking unbecoming, we're just going to talk about this array of things just to kind of make the students out there or just people out there in the industry who's listening to our podcast the beneficial of looking good. When you look good, you perform well. When you perform well, it affects your income. Before we get started, though, I want people to know that, and we had this conversation with a student, me and Craig, is that, you know, what you wear doesn't define you. Right. You know, you, you might not, you know, might not have Balenciaga polo money, you know, but you, you make it work. So it, what you, it, it doesn't define you, but it can help you is what we're saying. Sure. And we're going to give some tips on where to go shopping, too. A word? Well, you don't have to break the bank. <laughs> I don't know that let's story go. that he just showed us. That's going to break the let's bank. Let's go. Hey, listen. I mean, you can, you can splurge once in a while. Can, oh, for sure. I think it's. Yeah, we don't have to get in that right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's you got a budget. You can, when you buy, like, um, well, let's sidetrack, two seconds. Like, when you buy uh, um, a, a raw denim pair of jeans, mm-hmm. man, you take care of those, they're going to last you a lifetime. Of course. Know? So, like, stuff like that, like, it's okay to to, to break the bank a little bit because that's an investment. Because when you dress, you're dressing for success. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you dress for success, you you separate yourself. You you accelerate your income. There's so many things that associating with dressing well, what it'll do for you as far as in our industry. Yeah, and, it, and the details are what matter, and especially in our industry, you know, people are going to pay attention to the details, and and that's and that's what we get paid for is to emphasize those things. Yeah, because it helps with human relations, it helps with communication skills, all those things come into play. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you think about the word, and this is like a new word, this just came up with the dictionary in the past, like what? Two three years, what is it? Drip, drip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did they they changed the they added a, a new uh, in that Webster definition. man. Did yeah. they really add it for real? I think so. I, I'm thinking it, it got to be because everybody across the universe knows what drip is. I can see Webster right now with his little ink and feather pen writing drip. I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember the first time I heard the word drip, and I and, and I was like, it was being emphasized so much, and Darius was talking about it all the time. Drip, drip. Yeah, man, it's it's number three in the Merriam-Webster Webster dictionary. So number three, number. Let's see. Hang on, hang on. I just saw it. Uh, keep going. A large amount of uh, clothing. Mm. So, yeah. Do you um, realize that clients see us as image experts? So when you hear that, what does that mean to you? Drip. I, what are you saying? Being seen as image experts? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they obviously come to us. People that people that come to us 
our, that patronize our businesses put an emphasis on how they look. Right. And of course, if of course, if you're going to uh, if you're going to pay money to emphasize how you look, then also the clothing that you put on is, is important as well. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I, th- I think it's a it's a great honor for someone to ask you as a barber for quote unquote fashion advice. Right. You know, they're like, what do you, what do you think of this? Like, and like I, I love when guys ask me, like they're coming in for weddings or something that I'm like, I get to talk to them about their suit choices and what they're doing and making sure they're going to a tailor, get it fitted, make like care about it. You know, like that kind of stuff is like, it, it feels good. Cause they're letting you be a part like you, you're bringing the community and they're letting you be a part of their life. Like exactly. It's awesome. I mean, you you're giving someone advice. You're giving someone um, confidence. You're giving someone um, something that they didn't think about. Mm. You're giving them pointers on stuff that you're like, man, you're influencing them in that way. And as barbers, I don't think we realize the power that we have in our community. Not just one. That's just one. There's so much more. This another show, but there's so much more that how we influence our clients and the people in our community. For sure. And I think the first the first step. Or the first part of that is how we dress. Uh, yeah, of course. And first impression, you know, like we said, you know, it doesn't define you. But in the real world, that's, you know, it's called, uh, I looked it up, it's called um, thin slicing. So it's what your body, that's what you instantaneously, when you see somebody in those few milliseconds, what you think is called thin slicing. And you, you pick that up from your experiences and things of that nature. And it's very important on how you look. Actually, there was a, a Swiss bank. I thought this was a fun fact today. Swiss bank, uh, UBS, they mm. had a, they came out, they had a 44-page dress code. Ooh. If you had to work there in the handbook, 44 <laughs> pages. And it was everything from uh, having a reliable watch to how you should shower and it said you shouldn't mm. even eat garlic during the week. Like, that's how much emphasis that they placed on uh, personal appearance at that bank. I get that. And everybody's heard of, hey, having a Swiss bank account, that's the pinnacle. You made it. I mean, but that's important to think about. You said 40 page. 44 pages. Because some people don't even think about the fact that um, you as a barber, you come in with people looking for advice and looking for recommendations from you, and you have gum in your mouth and try to have a conversation with them. Yeah. Those little details that I'm thinking, that's probably in the book, too. I'm sure. I'm not, they probably ain't even allowed to have gum. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I mean, but, sure. but being yeah. respectful, you know what yeah. I mean? That, yeah, that's yeah. just part of the whole journey of being that oomph, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. That can separate you. And, they all, you know, and, and, and dressing well also makes you perform better. Putting a tie on, you know. you. I, for myself personally, when I put a tie and pants on and I go to school, you know, I feel more of a professional. I feel sure. like I'm there to represent. That's what my dad used to always say, represent. 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 And and, and I don't want the casual observer to think out there, we're just talking about a tie and a dress pants oh, yeah. and a suit is just going to define you. No. Because there, there's clothing that you can put on to look really professional, to look really good. That can define you as well, too. Or just being real clean and, and, and put together, matching, you know, or fly. You don't even got to match. Some people pull I mean, up. yeah, you know, you want to wear stripes with plaid? Like, I mean, you do you. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be like, ugh, but, you know. Pressing would make it work. We no, would, no, we would make it that. work. The way of the world. So today we're going to talk about the most important part of barbering, the theory. Why is the theory the most important part? The textbook. A lot of people run from it, hide from it. They miss days. They don't want to invest into the book. I mean, the book is what's going to get you paid. Why would you not invest into the book? 
why don't you take your time and boss out the information that's in the textbook? Some people try to cut corners, man. They think they think that if they cheat or if they just skip class, that they don't need that part. They just need to learn how to cut hair. I mean, cutting corners. Where have cutting corners got anybody? Nowhere. Where does it get you, Jordan? <laughs> where is cutting corners? Man, I don't know, man. Where have that gotten anyone? I mean, but think about it. The first chapter. Not even just the first chapter. Every chapter in that Milady's textbook is a conversational piece. If someone is having a hard time striking up a conversation, you should just read the whole textbook and note back to front. The first chapter, my, the history of barbering is my favorite chapter. I thought that was the coolest part. Yeah, that's my favorite. But, you know, a lot of students fail that, that first chapter. Some people don't like history. I feel like I always liked history. History is my favorite subject in school. Well, I think... Um, for one, most people come to barber school not expecting to be tested. On history. On history. Just not on history, but just to take a test. Yeah. Most people just think they come to school and their test is how fast you can move your wrist and and fade. That That's literally like every student shows up. I'm going to say every student, but most students show up like they're going to get handy clippers and they're going to learn how to do ball fades. And then that's their life. That's it. That is school for them. Right. And And that's not what it's about. There's so much more to there than that. It'd be boring if that's what it was. Just yeah. learn how to, yeah, that would be kind of, that would be boring. But think about it. The people who just know how to cut, how far do they get? They usually stay stagnant. A lot of times they just, they end up, I mean, the ones that I've seen that just want to cut end up just dropping school and just cutting. But it Either kinda, cutting at it, home. It limits you how much you can grow to. Think about it. It limits you. If, if you don't know information on your skill, and but everybody talks about, most students, oh, I want to open a shop. I want to, I want to be a platform artist. I want to travel the world. I want to be on stage and cut hair. But if you don't understand the information, if you don't understand the basic things of the textbook that is teaching you, how can you do all those things? You can't, especially if you want to be a platform artist. Like, like I said last podcast, like those guys are all. I'm saying most of them are great teachers. Yeah, right. Like just just boss teachers, and I even find myself struggling to explain my process of doing a haircut mm-hmm. and they're doing it on stage, breaking it down step by step. And that's a challenge for most barbers. They should, they should see how far they want to go. If you're going to talk that talk about how far you want to go, set up in, in your, in your school and explain a haircut to your class. <laughs> that's the start. Yeah. And, and you know, everybody cuts, cuts a different way. Yeah. You know, right. and, and the way that, and, and explaining things also a different way, you know, just like instructing, you know, you like for me to say, I cut like this, this, and this, this, George will be like, well, I cut this, 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 and this. And even though we get to the same result, everybody has a different process. And some people like the way you do it. Some people like the way other people do it. Take little bits and pieces of everybody's information that they give you and just exactly. kind of make it into your own. But the funny thing is, me being an instructor, I wish someone had told me earlier on that when you understand the book front to back, you become a better barber. I didn't realize that until I became an instructor and started just going into the book and having to explain the book and teach the book. Did you have to, uh, when you were doing your apprenticeship, were you required to to complete tests and do book work in in New York? Um, Yes, but not to the limit. Like it it, it still lacks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why, again, I'm not really for the apprentice because it's so lax. It, It put it on you. And if you're not a, if if you're not someone who 
who loves to learn and loves to read and <clears throat> acquire information on your own, your whole your whole purpose is just trying to get it as quick as possible. Yeah, and yeah, I went through that and process. So that's why even, <clears throat> excuse me, anyone who's doing the apprentice program, they should explain to the apprentice that, hey, if you want more, you should do more. You should seek more knowledge and get in this textbook. Even though there's no one watching you, there's no one on your neck about the test, about the quizzes, about the the the, the homework that you might have to do. You should be telling your apprentice, hey, hold them accountable. Hold their feet to the fire because if you don't, you're almost letting them off the hook. You're almost not letting them help themselves. Yeah, as an apprentice, if you don't explore the barber world yourself, a lot of times you believe that the shop is the only is the world like that yes. is that's the only reality of of cutting hair is like waking up coming to coming to shop and cutting hair you know and it and there's just so much more to get from it you know and just like the book like there's so much more you can pull from barbering and learn and like you said the more more you learn the more you earn because you limit yourself you, you almost stunt your growth if you don't boss the textbook out unless you're around people who are going to pour into you and tell you how important that stuff is when you get out you limit yourself because you don't see the growth, the potential growth of this industry. Is is there something that you feel like you took for granted before getting into the shop, Jordan, like as a student? Not, not on the haircutting side, but as far as like the knowledge of the industry itself, I kind of, I guess you could say I didn't really take it how I should have when I was in school. Cause I, now that I'm out of school, I kind of, I think it's a sense of maturity as you get out and you figure out like saying like I used to always think that the fade was probably the most important, but that's just after a while you've been in the barbershop and you see everybody else, you're like, dang, man, this haircut is just as good as mine. And you're just like, after a while, the fade is just the fade. And then eventually if you, if you want to be better, you're just going to want, you're going to want to learn how to do different stuff and learn about the industry itself so I feel like it takes a little bit sense of maturity as you, if you don't get it in school, I feel like if you really want to get out and branch out, you'll learn how to later on in your career. Like was, doing, doing facials and stuff. Like yeah. When like you write a book, like learn the muscles of the face and practicing doing facials and then like the practical application of facials. You know, when you're in school, you're kind of like, oh, I just want to learn how to cut hair the best I can. And then you finally reach the place where you're comfortable with what you're doing. You're like, man, I want to offer facials. And you're like, wait a second. I could have learned all this before, but now you got to go back and relearn how to do a facial. But well, you could have done it in school. You could have already known it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's okay too, but you know, yeah, you could, I could have learned it. Now that now I want to learn how to do facials and freaking hair. I, now I really want to learn how to do hair coloring. Like back, I remember the MI used to buy Jordan, you should do some more hair colors. I was like, ah, I was like, I don't really, but the, I was like, okay, I will. But, you know. but, that, but that's the point because everybody's trying to pour into you at the time. And it's like you said earlier, it's, it's a point of maturity mm -hmm. and your whole thought process when you come in thinking that just, it's just a fade. It's just a fade. It's just a fade and that's it. But <clears throat> Excuse me. When we talk about there should be no dead time, and when students leave early, and not maximizing that time with that textbook and learn everything that could learn, it becomes you don't have me up. Look yourself in the mirror. That's why we say understand your why before you go to school. Why you want to do this? Where do you want to be? 
if your goal is just to be a, a basic barber and just cut, that's cool. But understand that when you look in the mirror and you you put your you set your bar to be a basic barber, that's your fault when you don't excel. You ain't going to reap the full benefit. You're just going to be staying in the same place. Why not maximize your time and reap the full benefits of 1,500 hours? Learn as much as you can. And and sometimes, I mean, the students that are uh, working hard and getting their stuff done, they get to about to where they got about a month left in school. And they're like, I ain't got to do nothing. I ain't got to take tests. I ain't right. got to do this. I'm like, well, you know, practice something else. Right. Get good at something else, you know. Like, you can cut hair. You pass all your tests. Is there something else that you want to learn? You know, but maximize. You know, what I mean? and the thing is, take advantage of the situations. Take advantage of this. You're paying for it. You're paying to learn all these skills, all 500 of these skills, but you just want one. And that's the crazy part to me. It's like y'all, y'all have to pay for this. Like y'all's money is going towards this. Why would you not get the most out of it? But they try, and I think that's another reason why students feel like they can just slide through. I'm paying for this, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't need to learn that. I don't need to learn this. And that's like their excuse at the time. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't have to do that. It sounds like a certain somebody. <laughs> There's a lot of certain somebodies that act like that. I mean, but that's across the country of all schools. And then students would just not show up. And then want to come the next day and blame someone else for their mishaps. How you miss two days in a row and come to school and think everything's just supposed to be back in motion because you miss two days of teaching. I hope you don't expect the, t- the instructors to backtrack and catch you up for you missing. That's on you. And they blame the instructors for, oh, they didn't teach me this, oh, they didn't teach me that. Well, you weren't here. You're not here. How can we teach you anything? You're not here. I know, but they still shouldn't. I mean, they shouldn't also think that the it's the instructor's job to give them everything at the, at the same time, too, as well. Because I feel like, well, well, that's a great point right there again. Because most people, they don't do no studying or honing of their craft outside of the school. Mm-hmm. So when they come back, they want to rush and have the instructor be at their beck and call. And you don't miss two, three days, a week, whatever. And you want everybody to be at your beck and call because you miss. You got to find some way to catch that up. <clears throat> and. I I hate when I, what I don't like is when students miss and then you put them on a haircut and they act like they lost like they act like they ain't never done it before ever and that and that drives me nuts because I'm like man you know why you're struggling because you're not here I mean but even if like when I was in in the shop cutting with my license when I went on vacation missed three or four days five days when I come back my first haircut it took me a little time to get back in the groove you get warmed up yeah you know what I mean so. If you're in your learning process in school, you miss two or three days, it's going to set you back. 100%. Yeah. 